Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com/people today. Simon Miller here and welcome to another episode of Retro Ups and Downs where we are going to focus on Judgment Day 2000. Now, the best thing about this pay-per-view is if you remember the end of the Iron Man match between The Rock and Triple H, it goes way over 60 minutes, which is the whole point of the match. So WWE just turned off the clock and went, look, if we don't mention it, nobody else will realise, but because we're nerds, here we are 22 years later, I'm still talking about it. It's also the first Iron Man match on pay-per-view since WrestleMania 12, and it still seems nuts to me that we did this during the Attitude Era. Just go and watch any Raw from 2000. You're lucky if a match goes after two and a half minutes, and the whole time there is just distractions and interference. It's a bit like watching a rodeo. Still, the business was on fire back then, and in front of 17,000 Kentuckian fans and 420,000 people on pay-per-view. It is Judgment Day 2000. And look who's in the poster. That's Kane, right? Kane is not on the show. Although if you zoom right into his eye, you can see the Undertaker's cross. I tell you, it's the little things. Let's retro up those doubts. Do you want to know how Judgment Day starts? Obviously, it's the video package, but it tells us oh, within one hour, this many people are born and this many people die. And I was like, oh, great. Thanks, WWE. Now I'm getting all scared. This is because, of course, our main event is an Iron Man match between Triple H and The Rock. As soon as this little tidbit has been said, Triple H, you just get his voice going, one hour, one hour, one hour, one hour. I was like, all right, game, I get it. We then cut to Vince McMahon in the back who calls it Judgment Night. So that was it. I was on the floor going, I can't handle it. I'm laughing already. And do not forget, in May of 2000, Gerald Briscoe was the hardcore champion. I love it. This is also one of those weird segments where WWE promotes its show when the show has already started and you've bought the show. I get it. They're trying to stretch some things out, but given that they were rushing towards the end, maybe we could cut this stuff out. It's also done to set up the fact that we are going to have a show-long story featuring Jerry because he gives the 24-7 champion and a bunch of people are going to attack him throughout the night, including the headbangers who do that here. And I tell you who does not care about this, Shawn Michaels, because we cut to another shot of him walking backstage and he just has the tightest shorts you have ever seen in your life. There is then more sports entertainment as Kurt Angle makes his way to the ring. And I don't know who scripted this, but he says ever since he's been teaming with Edge and Christian, he has got a lot of interest from teenage girls. Now, I get what he was saying. He's a sex symbol now, but my word, 
That was terrible, terrible verbiage. Angle's already got him over to this point and he gets such a good reaction when he does come out, but it is nothing compared to Edge and Christian. And do not forget, they are meant to be the heels, but as soon as E and C do arrive, my word, and you can tell that the vast majority are females, I mean, you can hear the high-pitched screams. Christian puts all that to bed when he deliberately screws up the name of the town, and then they're doing their five-second pose as they do take the mick out of Kentucky. And honestly, these three guys together are absolute gold. This then gets even more crazy because Too Cool come out to take them on and you honestly thought Stone Cold Steve Austin had just returned to the WWE. Everybody is quite literally losing their minds. Grandmaster Sexay also did a spot where his pants fell down, but he just kept on dancing. And seriously, Rikishi no-sells everything. If the internet and Twitter had been around back then, people would be going, oh man, Kishi's ruining the business. But as I have said time and time again, Let's never stop doing it. It makes me happy. By the time Scotty Too High hits the worm and Rikishi hits the stink face, you would have thought everybody in the audience had been offered a free ice cream because they are just so loud. And I'm going to do what I always do because I want to remind you anytime I can. Do not forget that Rikishi doing the stink face when he takes his ass and sticks it into somebody's face was his way of trying to win a wrestling match. I Meaning backstage, he had gone, well, I've got power driver, do a body slam, I can do a clothesline, and I can take my bum and stick it into someone's nose. This does happen to Kurt Angle, though, who does not look pleased about it, but then Christian hits Quiche with the ring bell, Edge covers him, but the referee's not looking, Grandmaster Sexay does the leg drop from the top, Rikishi covers Edge, one, two, three. Now, really, in the grand scheme of things, this was a nothing match, but it was damn fun. The fans are so noisy. We go back to Shawn Michaels after this. I couldn't stop looking at his attire. It's like he's been told he's going to a work party, but he should wear casual attire and he has pitched it completely wrong. The idea, of course, is that we don't know who he's going to favor later because he is Triple H's best friend, but he's meant to be an impartial referee, even though Trips is taking on The Rock. And there's every chance I miss other things that he said because, again, his clothes are so damn tight and Michael Cole's hair is so blonde, and I felt very much like I was back in the year 2000. We then see Eddie Guerrero and China arriving, and my word, when you look back at that now, you get really sad, when Dean Malenko walks up to him and says, listen, China, we have a match later, and I don't want you to interfere. Dean Malenko <laughs> bumps into Perry Saturn, who I swear says this, Dean, I am going to beat you later. I actually think he turned into a robot. And then you do get these three fighting for the European Championship. And while I suppose the audience on this night wasn't in for some proper wrestling, I was. It's good. Up. Never forget, too, the European title was just introduced because WWE had gone, well, how about we come up with a way for every single match to have a championship being defended? And the only real issue here is that nobody knows who to cheer for. Because Eddie Guerrero, bad guy. Dean Malenko, bad guy. Perry Saturn, bad guy. So everyone just kind of sits there and tries to make up their mind. As they are buddies, though, they are just flying around for each other, especially this belly-to-belly that Saturn gives to Eddie Guerrero. And then he follows it up with a pass driver and of course 2022 Simon is not used to seeing pile drivers in WWE so I was just dancing around going pile driver pile driver then my neighbors knocked on my the door they said what's wrong with you and I had to explain and now they think I'm an idiot again you then get one of these Jenga spots because Saturn is suplexing Dean Malenko but at the same time Malenko is suplexing Eddie Guerrero and even despite all this technical work 
It of course ends with shenanigans. Because China is out there and at some point she just smacks Perry Saturn with these flowers that she's got. And at first you're like, wait a minute, why would flowers hurt? And then she goes through the same thing to Dean Malenko, but he's like, nah, you ain't doing it. So China just trips him up. And the referee is watching this and goes, well, I should disqualify them. I'm kind of tired, so I'm not going to. This is when Eddie Guerrero flies in to get the win, and when China and Eddie are leaving, they reveal that there's a steel pipe in the flowers. Once again, I can't help it. It's so silly. So again, they're backstage, and they're like, what should we put in there? Why don't we put in a pipe? You then get some finish from SmackDown, reminding you how Gerald Briscoe did win the hardcore title, and it's from that famous scene when Crash Holly was sleeping, so Jerry snuck up and he got the pin. And seriously, W. WWE, you need to go back to the well with this. That was really good. We then cut to the live feed and Briscoe is just freaking out to the point he's in a toilet and when he sees his own reflection in the mirror, he's all like, I'm like, seriously, Jerry, if it's going to affect you that badly, just give up the title. I mean, what the flub is it worth anyway? Judgment Day 2000 is also one of the earliest matches for none other than Shane McMahon because he was going to have a Falls Count Anywhere last man standing hardcore no DQ match against the Big Show. And even all the way back here in 2000, 22 years ago, the decision was still made to have Shane McMahon win. Isn't it a bit weird that when we get to the modern day, all of a sudden when you say to Shane McMahon, no, you're not allowed to do that, he gets a bit annoyed... I mean, maybe we planted the seeds back then. It's also kind of strange because when WWE did hire Paul White, Vince McMahon's big thing was, well, I'm never going to treat him like they did in WCW. And then within 12 months, he was losing to his son. It is another super fast match, though, given that we do have a big 60 minutes to fit in when we get to our main event. And of course, it's filled with run-ins. And when I say filled, whatever image you have in your head times by a million. Because you have the big boss man, you have Tested Albert. At one point, Bill Buchanan was out there. I was like, wait, 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 wait. When was Bill Buchanan associated with the man Helms era? And the ending to this is absolutely hilarious because Bull Buchanan pushes an amplifier onto the Big Show's leg. He's like, oh, my leg. When Shane McMahon runs in with a cinder block and smashes it on the Big Show's head. I'm sorry, he's dead. He's not going to live anymore. You can't take concrete and brain someone with it and think they're going to be okay. When that big speaker does fall as well, fireworks come out of it because for some reason WWE thinks that if you have an electrical fault, it's the same as a sparkler. And yes, Shane McMahon wins in the most dubious fashion. But look, was I bored watching this? No. Did I think it was absolutely stupid? You bet I did. But I'm a stupid human. Is good. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. 
Before we go any further, though, this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Now, we all carry around different stresses. They can be big life worries or just, you know, little things like your favorite wrestler not being used properly. The thing is, when we keep them bottled up, it really can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. It is really helpful, too, for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. Therapy basically empowers you to be the best version of yourself. So why not give better help a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and best of all, suited to your schedule. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash whatculture today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash whatculture. We then go back to Briscoe, who is still having a problem. So I was just begging him to give up this championship. And he goes into the referee's room where he decides to have a sleep. And this is when the refs go, maybe we should try and beat Joe Briscoe. Why? Somebody tell me why. Anyway, Briscoe wakes up, he yells at them, and he leaves. And even with the 24-7 title, I need to know why people want it. For 22 years, it has never been explained. And from there, Triple H brings up the shorts. That's right. You get, honestly, an eight-second clip with him and Shawn Michaels, and Trips just goes, what is the deal with those? Maybe you want to take them off. Shawn goes, no. And that's it. But... At least it was mentioned. You then start to realize what the format for this pay-per-view is. You go sports entertainment to wrestling, sports entertainment to wrestling. And given that we had just had some sports entertainment, it was time for the IC Championship. Chris Benoit versus Chris Jericho in a submission match. You'll be surprised to hear it's a very solid match. Jericho looks 20 years younger, which is the dumbest thing I'll ever say for obvious reasons. And the twist here is that Chris Benoit has a bad leg after he got attacked by Hardcore Holly. And yet he doesn't really sell that leg in this match. I mean, he's barely got a limp. At one point, Jericho does take off the knee brace and he starts hitting him with it. But I was still a bit like, yeah, but, you know, if you've got a bad leg, you should probably be struggling to walk. You also get Holly and Val Venus watching this. So there's a tease that go into the future. And of course, you already know the finish. After they have some good old fashioned wrestling, Benoit takes the knee brace. He hits Jericho, which apparently is justified because Jericho took it off. He puts him in the Chris Benoit crossface. Jericho gets the ropes, Benoit pulls him back, then Jericho has to pass out because he cannot believe it. It's not right at all, it's because he can't get oxygen into his lungs, and the referee says that is that. I suppose this is a good sign for Chris Jericho, because WWE could have just beaten him, but they didn't. So I like this very much. Gerald Briscoe then returns, and he is doing an interview with Michael Cole, And in the background, you see two people from catering start to go, maybe we want to be the 24-7 champion. Either way, Jerry hears this, he turns around, and he beats him up. That's what happens. 2000 was such a strange year for wrestling. We also cut to The Rock, who is now talking to the heartbreak kid too, and he just yells at him. And if you want to follow up on those rumors that have been around for years that maybe these two guys didn't like each other... Just watch how Shawn Michaels sells this. That's all I'm saying. Remember what I just said about sports entertainment to wrestling and wrestling to sports entertainment and the fact we have to fit as many stipulations in here as possible? Where our next match 
is a tables match. Then it's D-Generation X versus the Dudleys, and I don't think there's a single wrestling hold in this. It is just carnage as soon as the bell rings, but you can't fault it. You can't criticize it. It's exactly what the fans want. And they go wild. Road Dog throws Devon through a table really early after he hits the pump handle slam from the ring steps. And this is when you find out, oh no, wait, both guys have to go through the wood in order for a team to get a pin. So then of course we go back into the ring and X-Pac gets powerbombed through another table. So now we're down to just two. Of course the referee gets taken out because again, it is 2000 WWE. And this is when Gerald Briscoe comes to the ring. And I audibly shouted, why is this show sponsored by Gerald Briscoe? And of course, nobody answered me. I'm at home by myself. It is done just so that Road Dog can get 3D to another table, but the referee isn't able to see it. And after the Dudleys go after Tory, who had come out with X-Pac, there is just so much shenanigans. Before X-Pac cuts Bubba Ray, who is on the top rope off, and he gives him an X-Factor from the top rope through a table. And honestly, when you watch it, that was such a terrible idea. It could have gone really wrong. This infuriates Bubba and Devon though, so they give the 3D to Gerald Briscoe through a table. And nobody pinned him. The whole evening, Briscoe has been walking around going, oh no, I'm gonna lose my championship. And then when he's on the floor for like 72 years, no one even bothers. This is utterly ludicrous, but again, at no point did I feel bored. At no point was I like, oh, maybe I should change the channel. So we've got to call a spade to spade, then we've got to give it up. Just as we are gearing up for our main event too, we get the last of these creepy videos with a bunch of girls that just want to go, he's here. Now at this point, everybody assumed that it was going to be The Undertaker. And I don't know about you, but I remember how I felt. I wasn't prepared for what was about to happen. And then it was time for our Iron Man match, 60 minutes, WWF title, The Rock versus Triple H. And clearly both of these guys had gone back to WrestleMania 12 and watched the Iron Man match between Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels and gone, you know what? The biggest error they made was only doing one fall. So we should do all of them. Triple H tells the man crew he wants to do this by himself so you just know what's going to happen down the line. And you have to give massive respect to both guys. I mean, have you ever wrestled for just five minutes? I have. It is absolutely exhausting. So to do it for an hour, you get a round of applause. Interestingly too, they don't do the usual, oh, well, we're going to do an Iron Man match. So all of a sudden, normal moves that would never win a contest will start getting victories. Because we go about 10 minutes and the first big maneuver you do see is a rock bottom. And obviously the rock gets the pin. One, two, three. And he goes, well up. We also then start working on the story because the great one goes to work on Triple H's leg as the commentators go, oh my gosh, maybe Triple H should start tapping out when he is put in a submission in order to try and save himself for later. Smart. It's then about another 15 minutes until Triple H scores with the pedigrees to go one for one. But at that point, it's just, ah, forget about it. These people came here to see pinfalls, so we're going to give it to them. Because Triple H then goes 2-1 up after he uses the most devastating move in all of sports entertainment, the surprise roll-up. And then after they brought in the fans for a while, we see another pile driver that's like a gunshot, and now Triple H goes 3-1 up. It's only then the stupid moves start because The Rock hits a DDT and Triple H can't get back up. So now it's 3-2. And this is when the game goes, I'm going to use a chair. But Shawn Michaels stops him. So like, oh my gosh, the heartbreak kid is calling it down the middle. And then Triple H gets a chair anyway. 
and he hits the rock. So now we are three to three, but this is when the psychology comes into it. Because Triple H pins the rock straight away to go four three up, but because the rock is all discombobulated, he then later on pins him again, puts his feet on the ropes, and it's five to three, and you're like, oh my gosh, the cerebral assassin, he's so clever. It's then another 10 minutes before we begin to tease that the rock is gonna get back into it, but then he hits a pedigree onto Triple H through a table, and he gets the count out, and of course, this is when my man's like, oh no, our boy may lose and out they come the rock just beats them up though and hits the people's elbows so then we're five to five and if you watched all of this and you were sat there going well there's no way it can get even more crazy you may actually get peak craziness in wwe and i've watched a lot of wwe and i have never mentioned peak craziness but it may be here. Because everybody under the sun, including Degeneration Next, is just running into the ring to beat up The Rock. And in any other walk of life, this would get thrown out because of course it would. But in wrestling, the lights go out, those girls come on the big screen, they start going, he's here. When The Undertaker returns, but he's on a motorbike, and he's wearing a bandana. And if you're a young boy like me, you're like, what is happening? Who is that guy? Because you have to understand in 2000, I love the phenom, I love the dead man. That was my Undertaker. So when he's here going, wrong, I am massively confused. And I think it's the same for the camera operator because they miss everything. They don't know whether to focus on the Undertaker. They don't know whether to focus on the ring. So if you are watching it as a viewer at home, you're like, I don't know what's going on. You can't moan about it though because just go and look at the fans there. There is one guy who was jumping them down so much he almost falls to the floor and you get that weird thing where Vince McMahon goes to hit the Undertaker, changes his mind and he does this weird head bob before Taker smacks him in the mouth. This is absolutely excellent. This is when the clock gets turned off because somebody goes, man, we're not going to get this done at all. And the idea was Triple H gets chokeslammed. Triple H gets tombstoned by The Undertaker. Shawn Michaels sees this and he calls for the DQ. But instead, just as he's about to hit the tombstone, you heard because the timer has run out. <laughs> so bad. But The Rock still gets disqualified unintentionally because The Undertaker had interfered. Triple H goes six to five. He's the new WWF champion, laid out. Now in reality, mad props to these guys because there is so many beats they had to hit, even doing it in the way they did do is damn impressive. And let's be honest, if you got to the end of this pay-per-view, wouldn't you want to turn into Raw the next night? You bet your ass. And before people go nuts in the comments, I get it, I understand. Biker Taker probably allowed The Undertaker to prolong his character longer than if he hadn't have done that. But not all things have to make sense and I will never get behind it. And I shall leave you with a second opinion or Dave Meltzer's Wrestling Observer ratings. He gave the opening tag match 2.25 stars. The European Championship match got 3.25 stars. Shane McMahon versus The Big Show got one star. I mean, it goes on about eight minutes, but whatever. Chris Jericho versus Chris Benoit got four stars. DX versus The Dudleys got 2.75 stars. And our main event got a very deserved four stars. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. 
I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.